Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We regularly hear about the cost of the price of hotels and overnight stays, particularly in Dublin. But how it's often cheaper um, and the fact that it is cheaper sometimes to just, you know, go abroad on a sun holiday. So could the answer to this be more hotels? Or do you think, does that have a negative impact on Dublin city centre? We're chatting about this today because there's plans to knock down some early 20th century buildings. They're in the Liberties area um, of the city and it's to be replaced with a new apart hotel. And I've been asking people to get in touch about this today. Kieran is with us on the line. Kieran is a resident in the area we're talking about and also a historian as well. Kieran, what's your view on this replacing old um, houses with an apart hotel. Hi, hi, Andrea. Um, well, I think there may well be a, a need for more hotels in Dublin, but there's definitely a need for uh, more homes, certainly in the, the inner city. And um, Kieran Rose, uh, I'm Kieran O'Brien. Kieran Rose mentioned these two houses and the fact that there was a planning application uh, to knock them down. And I went around to have, have a look at them recently. I thought they were very interesting. And then Kieran pointed out that there'd been a report commissioned by Dublin City Council back in 2006, uh, which covered not just these two houses, but uh, the adjoining houses on Francis Street, number 90 and 93 Francis Street, uh, which are also subject to the same planning uh, appeal. The houses on Francis Street have been demolished and people might know the site because it's where the old Dubner restaurant was. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, in the in the Shaffrey report, um, they, they suggest that the houses are in fair condition and capable of restoration. And uh, they also suggest that uh, they could be the whole, the whole uh, redevelopment could be um, more suitably homes okay. than so, apart hotels. Ju- yeah. Just to leave the structural you know, stuff to one side for the moment, Kieran. Yes. as a resident in the area, would a new development yeah. or a new hotel not be a good thing? Well, I think there are plenty of them and um, some very large-scale ones. Uh, I'm just thinking of what's happening on Newmarket where there's a large German-owned hotel being constructed at the moment. And we have um, the Centric, we have uh, the, oh gosh, I've forgotten the names of some of them. But yeah, I think it's well served for hotels. And surely people come to visit cities to meet uh, the locals, as well as to have comfortable rooms in hotels. Okay. Um, the current Dublin development plan um, draws attention to the fact that the most sustainable um, building is the one that's already built and I think these two houses would certainly qualify as um, potential sustainable houses They're dilapidated though aren't they? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Are, are they not, are they not um, uh, described as uh, dilapidated houses according to the app? Like, well now that's like, why that's why, the, that's why Peninsula um, Developers, proposed developers, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, right. who, who okay. put in the planning application. Uh, so I suppose it could be slightly biased. Okay, let's bring in Catherine as well. Catherine's the Secretary of the Liberties Local Residents Association. Um, Catherine, just describe the, the, the Liberties area at the moment. I mean, you know, to, to people that aren't familiar with it, like, is it a vibrant, busy air, part of Dublin? It's 
still a very vibrant, busy part of Dublin with a great local community. Still have Mead Street with all the old-fashioned shops and butchers, but they're slowly being eroded out. I was just looking up there before we did this. There are 13 apart hotels and hotels in the very local area. There's the new, um, what you call it, Premier Inn, huge big Premier Inn being built in Cork Street, only like maybe a couple of hundred yards away from this. There's the Hyatt Centric, um, there's the Maldron Hotel, and there's a ton of, um, they're they're actually apart hotels. So there's 13 hotels and apart hotels, and these are all large-scale developments. And then as well, there's a whole pile of student accommodation, which are all large-scale, which then are used for shortlets for the summer. So there's an absolute huge volume of um of accommodation, tourist accommodation available and they're still building more of it, you know. So, so do you think we've too many hotel rooms? Well I think we have enough on it for definite. Um like these are all apart hotels and student accommodations and the student accommodation is at a level price wise that's not available to the ordinary Irish students. Mm. They're mostly lent or for rent out to the the, I suppose uh, maybe wealthy foreign students that their parents can afford to pay for them and nothing wrong with that but like we do need places for the ordinary Irish student to live an awful lot of students can't afford to come to college or they're travelling huge distances and there's, you know, there's more co-living now being built on Crock Street again which is more shoebox accommodation so yeah we really need a huge amount of um, you know social and affordable housing in the area there is a big development now going to happen on the old Teresa's Garden site. It's 543 um, uh, apartments built by the LDA for DCC. So that will be um, social and affordable housing, which is very, very welcome. So we need more of that. Um, there's the likes of the IUV Trust and other housing associations that do a great job with um, accommodation. They're very well managed. Um, they're from the cradle to the grave. Um, they're very well run. And like you have a, a genuine community there that's built up over years, and people look out for themselves. Okay, or look so, out for each other. so so your your point is the Liberties has enough, um, you know, tourist Absolutely accommodation. Has and, right. Now, oh, right. Um, well, l- 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 let's ask Michael Lennon. Michael's the director of the Skylon Hotel in Dublin. Michael, do you think is Dublin overserved in terms of hotel accommodation? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I think Dublin is um, well. It's a very highly. It's one of the highest occupied uh, hotel. Uh, as reported by STR, the research group uh, for hotels in in, in Europe, uh, but we we don't have the highest rates. The Paris and Barcelona, Rome and London have higher rates than us. So I think we have about twenty two thousand odd rooms in in Dublin. We have about thirty percent of the stock in the country, and uh, they um, have to fulfil. Uh, you, you talk there about. Uh, the, the match on Saturday, mm. you know, 40,000 French people over um, and uh, we've only 22,000 bedrooms. For, is, that, is that what uh, it is? So That's the figures, 22,000 bedrooms in Dublin? Uh, for pro- 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 approximately that in, 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 in Dublin, 30% of uh, the uh, 60,000 rooms odd we have in the country, yeah. So when you when you have the conversation around if there was, whatever, the 50-odd thousand capacity at the Aviva, um, we were only chatting on the show a couple of weeks ago about you know people looking for eighty thousand to watch Katie Taylor and Crow Park. Sure, we wouldn't have. We've nowhere near enough hotel rooms. Then. Well, there, there's more like there's these apart hotels that are being built, and there's other short term uh, accommodation, and we can accommodate uh, people in 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 in, in, in substantially. Uh, there's student accommodation during the summer that's made available for tourism. Mm. Okay, so that uh, twenty two thousand doesn't cover the apart hotels. No, or? no it, it, it doesn't cover. Well, apart hotels would be in, in 
that number, I'm sure, you know. Yes, but, uh, so you think uh, there is need for more? There, well, there definitely is um, uh, a need for more rooms and, and, and there's planning there and, and uh, they're being developed uh, in the city centre particularly. Uh, and, and what I would say is that the planners would be sympathetic and should make sure that uh, they're taking on board the objections that uh, around the history and the culture mm. and the environment of the area. And, and, and local residents have to be brought uh, on board and, and make sure. Uh, like we, 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 we did an extension in our Skyland Hotel in from Condra and we set the building back so that uh, the sun the sun wouldn't be uh, blocked from neighbours beside us, you know. So uh, that this is all built into the planning. And uh, okay. I, I, th- I think uh, we need to make sure we... Like that old Dubliner restaurant, I think it would be a great opportunity to keep uh, the local people going if it was renewed and, and reopened in this new development. So it, you can have cafes and whatever yeah. else. You know? So is the concern, Catherine, then, like, I mean, you heard Michael's making the case that there's there's actually a need for more hotel rooms um, in Dublin city centre. Is it more about the, the history of the area then? Like I that would been. say it's really, the history would be very important, um, but um, an awful lot of what we're used for cultural spaces and markets, like, for example, New Market Square, that's all student accommodation now and a big new hotel, and there's no markets, nothing cultural. There's no spaces for any cultural activity because every site that was kind of cheap and useful for that is now developed. And again, where are all the people that are going to work in these hotels and restaurants and cafes and places going to live? There's nowhere for them to live at the minute. So either the hotels will have to build their own student accommodation or the people, like even in their own interests, will have nowhere to live. Well, that's, that's, a, that. that's a fair point, Michael, isn't it? It is a very fair point. Catherine is right. Uh, accommodation for people working uh, is very tight, not just in Dublin, all over the country. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity for hoteliers to go out there and try and renovate old houses and... Uh, try and uh, get more accommodation so that there's good places for their staff to live in. Kieran, are you concerned that we're killing the character of Dublin? And I'm asking you, you oh. know, I know you're a resident, but you're you're a historian as well. Yeah, um, I would be, and I I don't dispute the fact that Dublin may need more hotels. It's just that uh, it seems to me that the Liberties is becoming a kind of a hotel zone. And I think that's unfortunate and not very interesting, you know, for visitors to to have the feeling that they're corralled in one particular part of the city. Um, as far as, I suppose, losing a sense of history, I think that the physical evidence of the historic nature of, of an area like the Liberties is slowly being eroded. And for me, the significance of these two houses is the fact that they were clearly purpose-built as uh, apartments or flats back then in round about 1900. Um, I looked at the census records and they were described in 1911 as being first-class houses, which would indicate that they were in good order. So they would have been providing good accommodation for four families in number two and five in number three. Okay. So, you know, they would have been, but but people lived in, in quite cramped conditions then and they would have been a step up, you know, from the slums. They'd, they'd be similar in, in terms of accommodation to the Ivy Trust buildings that were mentioned earlier okay. on Patrick Street. Um, 
you know, they're, they're quite small or would have been quite small. OK, so I, I'm interested in hearing from people today. Um, I mean, like, even if you don't, if you're not a, a resident um, in the Liberties, just what's your view generally around the number of hotels or whether there or not there, you feel there's a need for more development across Dublin city centre in terms of hotel accommodation? Like, we're constantly talking. When we have the conversation every year about staycations. There's any amount of emails come in from people talking about the prices they're being quoted. And if they're 22,000 beds... You talk about overseas tourists. Maybe, maybe we do need more hotel rooms beyond Dublin as well. Though, what's the story in Cork and Galway and Kilkenny? Is there a need for more hotels in in those uh, in those areas as well? Um, five three one zero six is the text line number. James is on the line. James, you're a Liberties resident as well, though. Do you have a concern about killing the character of Dublin? Oh God, yes, yes, yes. The uh, the, the 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 two and three marks. Mark's Alley, that's that that's just the latest in what I see in a line of it's 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 I wouldn't say it's a community liberties community under attack, but you add five thousand transient beds to an area, you consider it anti family. Um so I just see what the two Kirons now, obviously we, we know each other from doing work together and I just see that we'd be part of a wider community resistance that's just actually like you're you're trying to protect that what makes the liberties really special is that sense of community so whether you live in Oliver Bond or whether you live in the Tenters, some of those people are there a hundred years, they're the community and everyone's just afraid going how can our children bring up their children in this area because there's there's such a lack of facilities. There's no green spaces. There's very little things for teenagers to do. There's very little arts. There's no sports centres. So, no, I, I think all the work that, that's been done is really important. So you don't want to see another hotel or a part hotel? or You, you don't think that adds to the community then? Well, well, I, I, I don't know. The, 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 the Tivoli up the road, that was a theatre. That was... Um, demolished, it was meant to be a theatre plan and changed but it ended up this um, the Tivoli, the original Tivoli sign that had been taken down and sold was bought by um, Tom Dempsey one of the traders on Francis Street with Ian Dowling and then Liz, Liz Mead the manager in the Tivoli had the sign restored okay. and it's so... back up on the wall so like we're not necessarily anti anything I'd just be kind of pro-family and pro-community. Yeah, okay. and, and, and a lot of people getting in touch, James, you know, who, who feel, I think, um, quite similarly to, to, to you as well. This texter says, it's not only Dublin hotels that have ridiculous uh, prices. I was quoted €600 Euro plus for two nights in Westport in April. Got flights in a hotel uh, for two nights in uh, Bruges as well for four hundred and fifty quid. It's an absolute, it's an absolute no-brainer. Michael, is that what it comes back to though? Like it's the fact that if there isn't enough hotel rooms, sure, it's just a supply and demand. Yeah, supply and demand is always going to be a problem there, and uh, uh, you know, we 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 in the hotel business are trying to give the best value we can. Uh, we have government deciding in the next couple of days to put our battery up by fifty percent uh, from the first of March, and you know we 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 have to manage our cost as best we can. Uh, we have energy and we have uh, supply issues all over, uh, and it's not just Dublin. 
But I would agree with your speakers there that uh, hotels need to be sustainably uh, built. They need to have a low carbon footprint. Uh, they need to involve the community. And uh, these families need to be looked after in the locale with green areas and spaces. And hotels can help in all of that area. They can provide function rooms. They can provide uh, um, entertainment facilities. And uh, they can be the heart of a community. And, and definitely any new builds now have to have a low carbon footprint. And uh, I know our national tourism organisation are really out there fighting. Yeah, but a, a, lot of, a lot of people from the planning perspective, though, will tell you that the most sustainable way to develop the property will be actually to just revamp what's there rather than knocking it, you know, and, and looking at an entirely maybe new development as well. Pierce is on the line too. Pierce, you've been listening to this conversation. Do you think we're perhaps killing the character of the city centre of Dublin? Well, I, I certainly do. And uh, there's another aspect people don't realise that Dublin is a commodity in the minds of a lot of the powers that be. It's not a place, they don't consider that it's a place for people to live. It's a commodity. They can build more hotels and uh, bring in more tourists and what they might say is more money to the city but it's depriving people that live around here of places to live and often they I know because I've worked in building all my life and I've built some of these hotels and taken advantage of the fact they're building hotels but they build them in front of people's houses as well without any consideration of the people who live in these places. For example, you mentioned the modern hotel. I've worked, building, I've worked in that building. And they blocked uh, block of houses behind from a view of St. Patrick's Cathedral, which was nice for them. And it was there when they bought those houses. You know, mm. part of the reason why they saved up, these were working people, saved up, paid their mortgages and bought those houses. And they stuck the bloody hotel up there in front of it. Now I work there and I saw them demonstrating outside every day. But there was nothing I could do. But it made me realise that that's what Dublin is. It's a commodity. And maybe we not just... You don't know. consider it as a place for people to live. Okay. It's and that's not... It's a making machine. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a fair point, you know, about like whether or not people... We should be encouraging people to live within in the city centre. And you see that in so many other European countries where people actually live in the city centre, they live above buildings uh, on some of the main streets that we're, we're talking about and yet that's not something uh, you see as much of here. I know there's other considerations around insurance and all of that but it happens and I mean they make it work in other European countries but anyway, this listener says it's very easy to see to build apart hotels and rent them at crazy rent to the city council uh, in terms of um, homelessness and refugee accommodation. The only way um, we'll only for the it'll, it's a win-win for the hotel owners basically says uh, says this texter keep them coming into us 53106 uh, James, Pierce, Michael Catherine, Kieran. thanks a million for joining us on the programme today Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.